Hello and welcome to Tony and Leona Live. I'm Leona. And I'm Tony. Merry almost Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. You got your presents wrapped. You have your stockings hung by the chimney with care. Today, we're going to go over our predictions for 2022. When I say our predictions, I really mean Tony's. In our uh, marriage, he is the one who likes to predict things and always have. Not I've always. I just sometimes see yes. things in the near future. Mm-hmm. And he's... He, Pretty accurate, I have to say. I can think of only one time when you've been wrong. I've been wrong more than just one time, but probably the most recent time was I predicted that President Trump was going to win re-election in 2020 in a landslide. Of course, this was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was before anybody knew about the virus, and uh, my prediction actually changed after that, if you remember. true. I do remember. Uh, the the, The pandemic hit... And I was listening to the radio and real late at night. And this guy who I listened to, I won't tell you his name, but he, he's former CIA mm-hmm. and he's also worked with various intelligence agencies. But it was right when the COVID-19 was out. Mm-hmm. Everyone was scrambling. They didn't know what it was. And he kind of laid out everything mm-hmm. on this late night radio show. And thus far, has he been right? Pretty much. Yeah pretty much spot on and but one of the things that he talked about was the trajectory of the virus and he said that in november of 2020 which Mm -hmm. this was in march he's saying that that's when it was going to peak Mm -hmm. in most areas of the united states which is to be fair isn't rocket science that goes along with flu season in much of of the u.s however i will say many people did not seem to predict that like many people made decisions oh yeah they thought i mean they thought it was going to peak in spring like right, right away everyone right. was like look what look at italy yeah. and you know that italy's coming to minnesota and yeah. it's like well that's not so i'd necessarily... say it's common sense and yet it wasn't followed by most people but so anyways was... when he was going over all of this yeah. that's when uh he talked about the timeline and and you know he was like this is a real virus this is when people thought it might have been a hoax or oh, they didn't sure. know what was going on he's like this is real yeah. he's mm-hmm. like a lot of people are going to die mm-hmm. and he's like the first wave is going to peak in november mm-hmm. of 2020 and it was kind of put and do together. I was like, well, what's it in 2020? He didn't make this inference. Right. But, um, but you remember I posted something when yes. I used to have a Facebook account. <laughs> I remember in March, he posted something about the uh, the presidential election and just shows how differently Tony's and my brains are wired. I was like, what? Like, why are you even, how are you even thinking about the election in November right now in March when we have this virus and we're being put out of work and all this craziness? And uh, well, it, I put out a post and, yeah. and basically suggested the idea that we should think about delaying the election mm-hmm. until March of 2021. Yes. And Just most because sorry. of all the craziness that was going to be occurring at that time, I was like, how could we have a, a legitimate secure. election, secure election mm-hmm. with people in the hospital, mm-hmm. with cases spiking Mm -hmm. and and a couple people responded and were like oh you're just saying this because you want trump in office longer but interestingly had this been done if the presidential election in 2020 had been put off pelosi actually would have been which i would have been fine with yeah the way that the way that would would have to have worked is president trump would have had to have uh, relinquished his Mm -hmm. powers because they expire Mm -hmm. i think january 6th or 3rd or whatever six it was and the way the chain of, of presidency goes, mm-hmm. it would have ended up being Nancy Pelosi, I believe, yeah. who would yeah. have been president for three months. But then other people's responses was, this is insane. Like, just go to mail-in ballots. A lot of people right yeah. away were like, yeah. no, let's just do mail-in ballots, mail-in ballots. And it, yeah. they were mostly my progressive friends mm-hmm. who were suggesting this. And, and thus began the whole conversation of 
is that the purpose of mail-in ballots? Is a mail-in ballot the same as an absentee ballot? A lot of people seem to think they are, but they're certainly not. It's very different for a person to request an absentee ballot for a specific reason than to en masse. Well, it's just, it's just not that secure. Ballots, you know, right? and it's amazing because I, I draw the analogy of, okay, if mail-in is so secure, then mail out my vaccine passport. To everybody. To everybody. Mail it out to me. Send it out blank. Yep. I'll talk to my doctor. I'll get my shot. I'll fill it out myself after that, or my doctor mm -hmm. can fill we'll it have, out. Yeah, I think that and, whoever uh, gives it to you. And, and why don't we just do that? Yeah. You know, or similarly, it's the same thing with IDs, yeah. right? Voter ID, that, that same issue comes up. Mm -hmm. Oh, voter IDs, they're racist, right? Mm -hmm. uh, except why aren't vaccine passports racist? Yeah. It's, it's even more racist potentially because... Uh, a because huge it's chunk of the, information well, that, that and the huge chunk of the hesitancy is from people of color, yeah, yeah. communities of color, and specifically poor people. Yeah, and, it's crazy. And um, but that's not racist for mm -hmm. some reason, even though you need a completely separate type of an ID system for that. So, so why don't they send out blank blank uh, vaccine passports to us and just let us have them filled out when we get our get our shot? Because it, it, there wouldn't be integrity in the system. It's because kind of I could fill it out to. myself potentially, yep. or yep. I could take other people's. You could and... take other people's. You could make photocopies. Yeah. You could, um, uh, yeah, you could collect a whole bunch, mm -hmm. you know, where people aren't living there anymore, collect mm -hmm. them in the mail, take them, fill them out for other people, create a business from that. But yeah, yeah it's why voting integrity is, is so important. But mm -hmm. going but back, back to, to the, the predictions. Yeah, going back to the predictions. <laughs> We're trying not to rant and rave too much but so 2022 yes it's coming up we made 10 predictions uh for the year a couple of them are i would say maybe not that likely to come true but they could <laughs> they, they could. could i suspect they may and yes. then there's others i think that for sure are going to come true all right and um yeah but before that though we were talking so 2022 people are looking forward to a new year putting 2021 behind us putting 2020 behind us two years now almost of this pandemic and all the craziness that's happened. So I got to ask you, Liana, and ask all of you too, 2020 or 2021, which was the worst year? Okay. Um, For you, your opinion. And I'm, we'd like to know your guys' thoughts too. Which, yeah. which year was worse, 2020 or 2021? I'm going to go with 2021. Mm, really? I would have thought yeah. 2020. Um, my reason, I'm sure there are exceptions to this. My reason is that more people died from the virus in 2021 than 2020, despite the fact that we have the doses. Um, another really confusing thing to me is that people don't seem to care as much. In 2020, people cared. 2021, more people are dying from it, and yet people don't care. It's not at all being broadcast the way it was. People aren't just sharing the number of lives lost to this virus and and then you know drawing conclusions based just on that number. I don't know why we did that in 2020 and not in 2021 when we're losing more people now. I also think that the vitriol between people when discussing so many difficult issues is worse. Um, I also, uh, getting a little worn out from people being totally fine with segregating five-year-olds, especially as it becomes just a, insanely obvious that these doses are not preventing transmission. So, um, there's no even and the science said reason. it would never it never yeah, we, would we knew beginning. it but like i get it some of us were looking at the actual information from 
the manufacturers of the doses and others were just listening to Fauci. I blame Fauci, not the people who believed Fauci, who, when he said, like, this will eradicate the virus, we knew it would not. But again, I don't blame the people who trusted him. What about we Biden? should be able to trust him. He looked, at, he looked at people and he said, if you get this dose, you will not get COVID. He said it directly, right he, in the camera. So, I mean, people who trusted the president or trusted the head of the NIH, we probably should be able to trust those people Absolutely. when they make statements like that. So, again, I'm not blaming my fellow brothers and sisters who believed that. But I'm blaming the people in leadership who said that. I'm sure that they had that data. If I had that data and knew that it wasn't going to eradicate the virus, I'm sure they they did. But anyways, what's so frustrating is that it is now absolutely clear, even if you're not reading the the actual data from the manufacturers of the doses, it's clear it's not preventing transmission. So why are we segregating five-year-olds? <laughs> It's not just five-year-olds. They're arresting people for going to Applebee's, right. for uh, going to the Cheesecake Factory, mm -hmm. Kroger. I know those guys are at the top of the list. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you can participate in group theft, mm -hmm. uh, uh, take 30 of your friends and, and break into a Louis Vuitton and take tens of thousands. Of yeah. You won't even get charged. Or, and that or steal cars in Minneapolis. Another thing. So, yes, we're losing more lives to the virus. We're also losing more lives to homicide. Homicide was mm -hmm. very high in 2020 compared to previous years, but it's even higher in 2021. Um, at least for us, cost of living for just relatively normal people has mm. increased. And I am not saying that's necessarily all the fault of Biden, but it's certainly worse. Like that's not good for anyone. <laughs> so I, I'm going with 2021. Wow. Well, I think uh, I think I'm going with 2020. Okay. Mainly because a you were gone so yeah, much. That was hard. Working in the ICU, in New York City, and then Florida. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we got some uh, sirens going in the background. But mm -hmm. and then um, and then California. after Florida, California, being home with the kids full time that it was great. And homeschooling. Loved it. And homeschooled. Home. Loved it. You were homeschooled. Extremely difficult. Yeah. yeah. Extremely difficult. And then the tensions just with people that mm -hmm. we knew and and just with masks and, mm -hmm. you know, everybody, and, and I share your frustration, but in 2020, everyone was like, stay home. Mm -hmm. If you want to work, you're a killer. If you mm -hmm. have a wedding, you're a killer. Your, your kid wants to go to high school graduation. No, like yeah, you're killing actually, grandma. Public, you protest, you can't yeah. protest. But then they're like, these guys can protest yes. and they can burn down buildings so crazy. because of this. It's like, what? So crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like everybody lost their ever living minds. And yeah. I, I, I think that psychosis trails with us. But what I was hopeful with with 2021 mm -hmm. is it seems like more people have woken up. I I've seen so. more independent people mm -hmm. or people I would have never ever thought even had conservative leanings whatsoever uh, kind of come out of the closet. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're straight up conservatives no, by no means, but standing up to some of the stuff that's going on yeah. and speaking out about it and Absolutely. risking their reputations, yep. risking their contracts and and everything to, to stand up for yeah. truth. The goal is, yeah, stand up for truth, stand up for humanity. Nicki Minaj comes to mind. Stand up for... You know, for, somebody like her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when she came out, you know, when they gave Joe her Rogan. a hard time, Joe Rogan. I always thought he was... Um, yeah. Just friends and family that we know that have gotten kind of involved mm -hmm. uh, and had spoken their minds about kids being able to go to school without masks. Mm -hmm. and uh, But it was interesting. I, I think I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, it, it's interesting that the mask... Thing is kind of reversed. Uh, I just saw something on, I think it was CNN, where uh, the woman was saying that that cloth masks are basically just decor oh, on your face. Or yeah, it was Dr. Leanna when, when mm -hmm. on CNN. Um, yeah, she said, 
wear a mask, but she said, but not a cloth mask. They're essentially facial decor or facial ornamentation, mm -hmm. which is um, <laughs> pretty sickening given that people publicly without any evidence to back it up called other people out for like being killers if they didn't wear a piece of cloth over their mm. faces. And I'm not even against masks. Like I, I wish I was, I've said this to you a lot. I just, I've worn them so much at work. I can see some good, but hmm. anyways, on to predictions. We can talk about masks another day. Predictions for 2022. Do the music. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. So we got about 10 predictions here. We're going to talk about each one and that'll be the show. Awesome. So Let's we'd go. love to hear your, your, your comments. If you think we have anything wrong, Yep. if you think we have anything right or something we forgot about also. We've been called conspiracy theorists many times. Well, there's speculation. The doses, well, for saying the doses wouldn't prevent transmission and things like that. So or, or I'm growing a harder didn't shell. Work and things like that. Yep. So, all right. So we're going to uh, move to the very first prediction that we have. Are you ready for this, Leona? Ready. Okay. I heard these once. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. So this is the first one. These are in no particular order. So pre the, the prediction number one. The Supreme Court will decide the OSHA vaccine or testing rule. Okay, so this is uh, this is a big one. Yes, it is. This so is a big Tony one. Tony has predicted this on this show before, and you think Amy Coney Barrett will be the deciding? Well, I think she'll vote, be correct? the deciding vote. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I I, uh, I unfortunately don't know if this one's going to go our way or not, and uh, I'll tell you why later in a different prediction that I have. Okay. Um, but I think that the Supreme Court they haven't taken up this case yet. Mm -hmm. This rule is set to go in effect on January 4th or 5th, and, and OSHA said that they're going to start initiating their penalties, okay. which is essentially around $13,000 okay. per infraction. That's so if you have, crazy. and it's for businesses that are 100 employees or more throughout so the country. So per person, if I'm an employer who doesn't follow through with this, that's what I am Yeah. Fined. So the rule is it's called insane. the vaccine or testing rule, and it requires employers with 100 or more employees to monitor uh, their employees and, and assumably report to OSHA through some type of a website portal the uh, vaccination status. Mm -hmm. And if that person isn't, then, then that person has to get tested weekly. Mm -hmm. And those... Test, uh, those reports of those tests or the, the results of the test need to get reported okay. uh, on a weekly basis. So this is a scientific aspect of this. I'll just say it quickly. I think we should all remember this. It is abundantly clear that being fully dosed and boosted does not prevent you from becoming infected or transmitting this virus. And so perhaps what bothers me the most about this ruling that it says you have to be tested once a week if you're not dosed but if you are, you don't have to be tested, which is, I really want to try to not be hyperbolic. I've said it before. It's insane to me that you would say someone who can transmit the virus has to be tested while someone else who also can transmit the virus doesn't have to be tested. Yeah. I'll, I won't go on. And we all, we all know from Thanksgiving here in stores, like, I mean, we know so many people it who so fully, clear. fully it dosed and, and some, a lot of them boosted and yeah. they're uh, infectious. I mean, in public, publicly, we see so many With people. symptoms. Yeah. And okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. I just wanted to hear the next prediction. Oh. So we don't talk on and on about this because I could for so long. <laughs> okay. So in, let's see. Well, I'm not, I'm not, we're not done with this one oh, yet. So my bad. January 4th is when it goes into effect, the OSHA yeah. rule. I think we're going to have a ruling sometime between January and February because OSHA made a statement. 
when the uh, uh, the sixth uh, circuit or the mm-hmm. fifth circuit, I can't remember which one it was, they reversed the stay. Mm-hmm. So it's half the country right now is under this rule. The other half of the country is not because there are other le- lawsuits that are pending okay. uh, that are representing multiple states. Sure. So attorney generals, they file them jointly. And so there's a conflict there in and of itself, which okay. I think, and I'm not a legal scholar, but pretty much guarantees that the Supreme Court is going to step in. Okay. Justice Kavanaugh, he's the one in charge of this particular appeal. Interesting. And he's received many, many, many uh, requests. Uh, uh, requests sent to him even recently. Interesting. So expect this one to come very, very soon, and uh, we'll see how they decide. But, yeah, it's going to come down to Amy Coney Barrett and uh, John Roberts, too, yeah. the, the chief. Yep. Um, and... Uh, we'll talk about later why I think Amy Coney Barrett is probably going to side with uh, the liberal judges and with Roberts. I think he's probably going to go the other way, too, just because it's just us, Roberts. It's not Justice Roberts. <laughs> so, All right. So prediction number two. Leona, can you do the, the drum roll, please? Is this Let's one it? see. What's it saying? Omicron will fizzle out fast in early 2022 after more boosters, of course. What do you think of that? Um, well, in Africa, it's already fizzling out. The trend is already going down for cases. Mm-hmm. Um, encouragingly for all of us, of course, there may still be future deaths, but currently the, the death numbers have not spiked, even with the spike of cases as they have with previous variants. So that's good. So given how fast it's uh, trending down in Africa, I think that will be the case. So when you say after more boosts, do you think that the boosters are going to help it go down? you know, one amazing thing with the Omicron is I saw a nationwide map of the Omicron cases. Mm -hmm. It was on December 18th, so four days ago, Mm -hmm. and and it literally had single digits in all the states. Texas maybe had double digits of cases. So, And then all of a sudden, like two days later, they're like, this is the dominant variant. So it's like... Well, What's really, going on here? I have yet. And I so realize, these are part of the sorry. triggers that make me make these mm-hmm. these predictions. It's not that I can see into the future. It's more that I can see kind of the game that's yeah. being played here. And that's why I put, you know, we'll put that up on the screen screen again. After more boosters, of course. So you're saying they're using it to get more people boosted? No, no. They're using it to kind of give more credibility to the doses in a way because... Mm-hmm. What's happens? What happens in the spring? And the same thing happened last spring too, uh, yes. right? The, the it, it it's going to go down anyways. It spikes, yeah. and we're we're going to peak. It's yeah. going to peak in December and January. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bad, mm-hmm. which means yeah. you know we're not trying to minimize this because no, people are dying from it and not people are getting sick. Yeah. But then it's going to sharply go downwards as the spring moves forward, and subsequently and they're going to give out boosters. boosters, a new booster that's going to be modified somehow by mm-hmm. by the Pfizer and, and Moderna. And as those cases are going down, they're going to be like, look, look at what the boost did. <laughs> we got so, rid of it. They did it last year, Despite too. Despite the fact Remember that we... so many boosted, I think this whole thing started with primarily boosted people. I mean, we yeah. already talked about the case of the recently boosted physician who passed on Omicron to another recently boosted physician. Like, And they're going to say, it's a, crazy. A, a, we're going to have a, a, you know, everyone's going to be celebrating and, and Fauci will take credit and, all, you know, Biden will take credit. They're all going to take credit and they're going to talk about freedom and the mm-hmm. summer of freedom again. And it, it leads us to another prediction that uh, that I have coming up here. But let's see. Ready, Leon? Dun, dun, dun. What do we got here? Third. Joe. This is a big one. This is a big prediction. No kidding. 
Joe Biden will no longer be president in 2022. This is what I think. All right. This is what I think. This is and a I bold prediction. Don't want anything bad to happen to uh, the Biden administration, to yeah. Joe Biden. Uh, this is not what this is about at all. So I just want to make that clear. Uh, but from a political strategy point of view, mm -hmm. his ratings are they're they're bottomed out. Like he is as low in terms of disapproval ratings as as Trump was, and you all know how much. Granted, Trump got a lot of votes in twenty twenty. But it, he's still not not liked very well. So uh, my point is is that his disapproval rating is very very low, mm -hmm. and he also is uh, by measures of the the polls that are out there just as divisive as a president. Yeah. And Kamala is not very. Mm -hmm popular either yeah. so this all kind of brings down to 2022 mm -hmm. and the objectives of 2022 so as is right now if we had a fair and honest vote with integrity there would be an absolute landslide crushing like there'd be so many democrats that are going to lose their seats in the u.s house and the u.s senate republicans would have super majorities in both mm -hmm. like it's literally that bad right now for them so i think that uh, President Biden's going to have to take an exit, stage left or stage right or forward or backwards. And I even think they're going to have to bring in somebody else. Hmm. But this is a bold prediction, I realize. Mm -hmm. It maybe could be completely off because there could be other tactics that they'll can say, like, he's too ill. I think it's going to come down to health. To, yeah. I think it's going to come down to health. And I don't wish any ill yeah, yeah. on him at all. Like, I want his health to survive. I don't I mean, want him to pass think... on, obviously. People could make that case now without you know, I think anything it's been building happening up to, that. to him. Yeah, it's been building up to that. But the question is, and this is why I think this prediction is a little bit ambitious. It's probably the most <laughs> ambitious of all the predictions there is because who would take his place? Yeah. And what are the processes that it would take his place? And I thought probably the most logical person to take his place, and it goes back to our initial conversation, it would be Nancy Pelosi for two years or whatever it oh, is my. till the next term. And maybe they bring in as her vice president. Uh, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how yeah. a vice president is chosen. So if Nancy's in the succession, um, assuming Kamala and, and Biden are out, so Nancy, and then it would be maybe she could choose her vice president. And if so, it would be somebody like Michelle Obama. And they would groom oh, her for 2024. So they're going to need to do something. Ride. They're not going to want to cut their losses mm -hmm. and hand Republicans a super majority in mm -hmm. 2022, because right. if they do, guess who's coming in 2024? Trump. I don't think Trump's going to be president ever again. I don't. Yeah. I think he could be, but you'll see why I don't think that it's going to happen. Everything that we've gone through the last couple of years, there's no way they're going to allow this to take place. Who do I mean by they? We can have a different show about that. <laughs> so we'll see. Will Joe Biden make it through 2022? We will see. Okay, what's the next one that we got Number here? Four. There we go. Inflation will continue to run rampant and real estate values will continue to climb. Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, I would totally So inflation, inflation over the last year has been absolutely uh, just jaw-dropping. You'll notice it with the price of gas or going to the grocery store or trying to buy bacon or uh, rent is extremely expensive. Real estate is tied to inflation, although there's other factors that are driving the, the price of real estate higher. Um, 
but I think that inflation is going to continue to run rampant mm -hmm. because they're going to continue to have to spend and print digital money and, and, and send it more of it into circulation. Mm -hmm. It's going to drive the cost of everything up. They're talking about raising the, the interest rates, but I suspect it may just be, there might be uh, a, a few interest rate hikes. I don't think, unless they do substantial increases, mm -hmm. it's not going to have a significant effect on inflation hmm. because so much money has been spent and printed over the last few years yeah. especially yeah. that there's not a whole lot that can be done except for raise interest rates substantially and politically that's just not going to be feasible sure. for many different reasons real estate prices would go down the stock market would crash and uh people don't like that that doesn't get you elected when somebody's house drops 20 30 40 percent right. or if somebody's uh, portfolio drops mm -hmm. the same amount so that's my prediction is inflation is going to continue to run rampant so cryptocurrencies they're going to experience a crash but i think they're gonna eventually it's still going to be a great investment cryptocurrencies will over the next few years here so what do you think I of that? I defer to you on all of these issues. You know far more. And on these, I think you have always been right thus far. We'll see. I mean, if I was the Federal be, but... Reserve Chair, I would be, I would have raised rates a while ago. That mm -hmm. wouldn't be a popular one. <laughs> I'd do the things that probably people wouldn't like. But you wouldn't. It's necessary. Chance. Next one. Next one. Drum roll, please. Uh-oh. The 2022 midterm election will have massive mail-in voting again, and the Democrats will grow majorities. Okay. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> um, for many reasons. I feel that the Democratic Party at one point um, had a, plenty of their platform that I would consider voting for. Currently, I feel like they've gone a little crazy. Mail-in voting we addressed a little bit earlier, but even I, I remember, again, when you first posted this in March 2020 about the election, I was kind of like, aren't mail-in voting, isn't mail-in voting the same as absentee voting? And not thinking about how vastly different it is to mail a ballot to everyone than it is to have an individual request a ballot just for them. Um, so the and that's reason, just one, one issue of many. The reason why I think this, and again, I, I don't want any of these to come true, but the last two years have been such H-E double hockey sticks. Mm -hmm. There's been so much investment to, to, to have this uniform narrative that we have. The that, uniform narrative of? Just, just the last couple of years. Okay. Everything being the same, the 2020 election, everything related to yeah. the 2020 election that that uniform narrative of sure. the things that were repeated on tv over and over and over there again there is no widespread voter and fraud. the things that were censored mm -hmm. you know that wouldn't that wouldn't change it mm -hmm. so um that's why i think the investment from the the power structures mm -hmm. uh they um they are aren't gonna let that go. let that go and so how are they going to do the mail-in voting again well Omicron's going to disappear. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a spring that they're going to celebrate and a summer they're going to celebrate as a testimony as to why the doses are so great. And then it'll and all the doctors the are going to pat themselves on the back. Look what we did. See, this is why we did it. And it's almost gone now. And cases are down everywhere. And 
well, that it'll come back. It's a cyclical thing. Mm -hmm. you know, this, is, this is how they manipulate people because most people won't be able to recognize that. And I think that come fall, there's going to be a surge. There's mm -hmm. going to be a new name of the variant. Gosh, it's going to be that. scary. Uh, there'll be images and all of it, and it's going to hit people out of nowhere, and that's going to usher in mail-in voting. Once again. And that's, that's how they did it, because they never got HR1 passed, right. which is the election reform act that mm -hmm. the Senate tried to do. They didn't have enough votes to do it. Right. And so uh, that's that they need to get that done. Yeah. If they want to have a one-party rule mm -hmm. in America, uh, that's how they have to do it, is they have to be able to uh, legalize mm -hmm. mail-in voting mm -hmm. and drop boxes mm -hmm. and uh, expand ballot harvesting and not have voter ID requirements in the states. Basically, federalize the election system. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. And because in order for them to pass that, they need to grow their majorities, like you're saying, right? Hmm? In order for them to pass that, they need to grow their majorities. So you're we're on a trajectory right now where if we had an honest and fair uh, election with integrity, one person, one vote, the Republicans would sweep the House and sweep the Senate. It would be an absolute uh, disaster for the Democrats. They'd lose like they've never lost before. It'd be worse than, than 2010. Mm -hmm. And so they need to prevent that at all costs. The way they prevent it is through mail-in voting. So that's why that's going to be so key to their plan. And that's why I made that prediction. I hope this I'm is wrong. Depressing. I don't, I don't. I, we have to brace ourselves, though. Like, yes. It's we got we got a tough year ahead of us. Like people are like, "Oh, Tony, Leona, things are going to go back to normal." It's like, no, they're not. Yeah. They're not going back to normal anytime soon. We didn't go through the last two years that, like how we did for things to just go back to normal. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's just how it is. Next one. All right. <gasps> Roe v. Wade will be overturned. I hope so. Um, this, we touched on this and we did another show. If you haven't listened to it, I would recommend it because this is a difficult topic. We talked about Catholic social teaching and how we can live that out um, today. Uh, I absolutely hope that Roe v. Wade will be overturned for many reasons. One, we need to have ethical laws in our country I think the government should be protecting innocent people. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure there's much of a point in having a government. Uh, so in some ways, this is simple. In another way, it's not at all simple. Obviously, we're a republic, so this wouldn't like end abortion. This would give more power to the states. Again, I think that's a good thing. That's how we should be doing things. So that's another reason why I would absolutely support this and really hope and pray for this. Um, the other thing is it will put even more work than there already is on the shoulders of of those who call themselves pro-life um, because there should be more people being born every year in our country and um, there are already a lot of people who need care and love so more work for all of us to do but I hope I hope you're right about this this is one well so the, the case in question is Dobbs mm -hmm. v Jackson uh, Health Care Center mm -hmm. I believe is the uh, is the actual case, but Dobbs v. v. Jackson, yep. and the oral arguments were made on December 1st mm -hmm. of this year, and you know we made a little documentary about it, a web mm -hmm. doc. You can find it on our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, but Amy Coney Barrett was questioning Julie Rickleman, who's mm -hmm. the uh, attorney representing Jackson Women's Health, and 
she alluded, and, and I've always thought of Tammy Coney Barrett's dream to overturn Roe v. Wade. And Roe v. Wade is bad precedent. It's mm-hmm. bad law in and of itself. Again, I'm not a legal expert. But even, even our, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said this, uh, Justice RBG, um, er, in an interview, she very openly said that like, the Supreme Court went ahead and basically ruled in a way that I don't remember how she phrased it. It wasn't yet the rule of law. Like it wasn't in our country yet. She used the right terms, obviously. And so even she was saying like, this really was pretty unprecedented that the Supreme Court ruled that way. Anyways, we should find the actual clip and play it. Yeah, it has to do with the constitution. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they tried to make the argument in the oral arguments most recently, but it's, it's, there is no right to abortion. Explicitly in the Constitution, mm-hmm. like there is the right to bear arms or right. the freedom of speech explicitly written out in the text. So the 14th Amendment, mm-hmm. which is the Equal Protection Clause, mm-hmm. was used to justify why a woman has the right to abortion. So the equal opportunity would be equal opportunity to be able to pursue a career free sure. from motherhood. Yep. And then also, I think, bodily autonomy. I think those yeah. are the two strains, as yep. Julie Rickman said. I think it's going to be overturned. They'll do it in June because Amy, I think, is set on doing that. And uh, I think the compromise is going to be, though, is Amy first is going to, Amy Comey Barrett is going to, Coney Barrett is going to rule in favor of Biden and the OSHA mandate. Because she alluded to it. Well, it's the autonomy. You know, she said in her argument or when she was remarking to uh, the uh, Jackson attorney, what did she say again? She said, uh, she said, she basically was saying that, yes, saying that a woman cannot have her child aborted, her unborn child is an infringement on that woman's bodily autonomy. That is true. But there is not an overarching right to bodily autonomy above everything else. And what um, Amy Coney Barrett said is we have another example of that, for example, with vaccines. Mm-hmm. I would say clearly bodily autonomy does not trump everything else you can't kill or rape someone, but she, the example she gave was vaccines. And so Tony thinks that means that she'll say bodily autonomy does not take precedence when it comes to vaccines. Yep. So very, an, very interesting decision for everyone to make. Those who think that women do have a right to have their own child aborted um, because of the woman's bodily autonomy for that same person to then say, yep, that's true. You can choose to end the life, have the life of your unborn child ended but you can't choose whether or not to have something injected into you, even when the thing injected into you doesn't prevent transmission to someone else. That's a very strange yep. argument, and I, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but well, it's, it's gonna, something to think on. It's going to come down to the science, mm-hmm. and the, the circuit courts that uh, reinstated the OSHA rule, yeah. was it the Sixth Circuit? I don't uh, remember. So they, they used science as their basis, and yeah. OSHA used science for the basis of yeah. their arguments as well. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because the science is, is a little iffy. On, and on again, if we really are using science, if OSHA's, if this ruling is going to stand, why is OSHA only having those unpoked be tested, but not those who are poked be tested when we have so many examples of people transmitting the virus? Sorry, I keep saying it. I just I because can't it's because Fauci it. is science. <laughs> I forgot. I, for, I forgot. Yeah.
Fauci science. Silly me. You stand against science, you stand against Fauci. <laughs> They're one of the same, essentially. So, all right. Here's the other prediction I have. Aust- we have. Go ahead. Australia will reemerge as ground zero for the most draconian lockdowns. So, like I said, the one time that Tony read these predictions to me, my response was, aren't they still? No, they're, well. they're, they're more free now than they were a few months ago. People are able to roam around. I don't even know if they have the mask mandates anymore. They okay. did the coerced uh, uh, um, pokes. pokes, pretty much almost everybody. You okay. can't work there and make money unless you got poked. Okay. Um, uh, there are people who did not, but they're at home. They can't work. They can't go to a lot of places. So they ha- earned their freedom back. <laughs> there but they i think it's back their god-given freedom but for them and i think this is why it's going to lead to a disastrous outcome in a way for for many in australia they're going to be really upset not everybody like a lot of people in australia they're totally fine with everything that the government's done there mm-hmm. not everybody but the majority are do you know for sure it's the majority yes yes because otherwise they wouldn't be able to do it do mm-hmm. what they did they locked down for 500 over 500 days on some areas so um, but th- it's going to follow the same trajectory, right? It's the same trick in a way. Like mm-hmm. they got, they have reverse seasons in Australia. Mm-hmm. So right now it's Mild. summer. It's yep. summer. It's even more than mild. It's hot. Right. And oh, I guess I meant the the cases are. Mild, oh right. The yeah. Virus. So in their winter time was, they just got over right. their winter. So regardless, their cases are going like this. But then mm-hmm. everybody got the dose. Now they got their freedom. Their mm-hmm. cases are going to remain low mm-hmm. until their flu season comes again. And when it does, they'll be locked down. Again. And there's gonna be, you know, and their their doses aren't gonna be, uh, according to you know what Fauci and others are saying, it's not gonna be resistant to um, some of the strains, Omicron or whatever. So their their cases are gonna spike there. Yeah. And they're gonna have to shut down again, and that's ground zero. That's what I say. They're gonna they had the most draconian yeah. shutdown, except for maybe areas of China. Mm-hmm which is right on their doorstep. So I think that that's, that's where they're heading. I hope I'm wrong for my friends I do too. in Australia. But next one. I hope you're wrong for the whole world too. Yes, for I hope I'm wrong in almost all these for... predictions. <laughs> okay, next prediction. Massive protests in major cities worldwide will continue and grow in intensity. I hope you're right about this. Although I hope, I mean by intensity, I hope you don't mean like violence, but I absolutely hope that protests worldwide will continue and grow. Um, I recently saw some about Chicago or some protests happening in Chicago. It's so encouraging for me to see. And I I truly wonder, we've talked in previous shows about really very different streams of information that people are receiving. I really do wonder if some people know how many protests there are in Ireland, Italy, the UK, even Australia. Some, at least some protests in Australia have had very, very large turnout. Um, Thus far, I think that they've all been peaceful. Um, I, I mean, Minnesota has had a few, um, New York has had quite a few, so I definitely hope it continues. I really, really, really like, (laughs) I want, I want unity on this. You can be very, very pro vaccine for yourself, for your children, and you can still be against other people being forced have something injected that's not preventing transmission and you can be against people being literally kept out of society because of their medical decision 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not as optimistic as you. I don't want to have protests. Like, I don't feel like we need, I mean, yes, we want to protest when our rights are being trampled on, when people are being coerced into do things that they don't want, when medical privacy and freedom is being violated. Like, we absolutely need to protest. And the more people that do so peacefully, the better. Mm -hmm. I wish we didn't have to. Oh, I absolutely. wish we didn't have to. Yeah. But they're going to intensify yeah. because it'll be a direct result of the uh, the opposite coming down on them even harder. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing it in Europe, you're seeing yeah. it in Germany, you're seeing it in uh, Poland, not Poland, but um, Ro was it Romania? I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know the other one. I can't remember either, but they're cracking up. You see it in New York City. You see I was it in say Chicago. DC and Chicago. You know, they're they're yeah. arresting California. veterans for going in. And so people are pushing mm -hmm. back. But I think the more that people push back, the more that whip's going to crack. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's more things coming down the pipeline that's going to create a lot of chaos. And people are going to be coerced into doing even more things mm -hmm. that they don't want to as the agenda moves forward. This is why I am very convinced that we need to stand up for human rights. Always. We need to stand up for bodily autonomy. Always. Um, it doesn't mean that there should never be any public health measures or encouragement or anything like that, but we need to stand up for these things always, because if we don't, it does get to the point where really the only way to stand up is like risking your life. And I don't mean like joining or starting a, um, a violent protest, but getting to the point where perhaps the government is so harsh that, that you lose the ability to protest in a peaceful way and you are putting yourself at risk. Um, but I hope that we still have the courage to do so for one another. Protests have never meant so much to me as they have this last year. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always looked at protests in a way of like, okay, yeah, they're important. Freedom mm -hmm. of speech is important, but that actual right mm -hmm. has been magnified and made in my mind anyway, more important than ever. Mm -hmm. Like seeing people around the world, standing up, holding signs, gathering in masses, speaking out peacefully. Mm -hmm. It does a lot to, absolutely. you know, especially when you can't use other forums mm -hmm. and media to say whatever you want, when mm -hmm. people are being censored and blackballed and, and you have that uniform narrative. And there is something <laughs> encouraging or more than encouraging, there's something emboldening about personally being at a peaceful protest with many, many people. And then the next day, or even later that day, seeing the report saying like, approximately 100 people were there. And it was so many more than 100. And you're like, that's not true. But in some ways, it's so it's almost encouraging, like, so strange that you're reporting on this so incorrectly, but I suppose great that you're trying to downplay this. But I was there and I know how many people were there. And that's why getting know. those shots above mm -hmm. where you can really get a good perspective, yeah. like those are very powerful images yeah, because it's hard to counter what you see. Yeah, it is. You know, it if is. you don't have those shots and you're like, oh, yeah, a few hundred, that's right. nobody. You know, right. There's nobody that believes that. Totally. So. Next totally. one. Next prediction. More people will begin to accept microchip implantation to track VAX status and other technologies will be introduced. So I have a lot of friends who I still love dearly who um, said a lot of things early on in the pandemic about how anyone talking about microchips was a conspiracy theorist and crazy. So here's, if you're just listening to this, Tony just put up um a picture 
It's a dime next to a microchip. It says a microchip the size of a grain of rice can be implanted under your skin to help provide your poke status. According to a South China Morning Post tweet, the chip is implanted into your arm and can verify your poke status when placed next to an NFC, which That's I assume is some kind of reader, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is from Idaho News. Implanted microchip could be used to verify COVID-19 poke status, and it shows a picture. It, it does definitely look like the size of a grain of rice. Um, so it's really interesting. I mean, I remember people saying this about the microchips from the potential COVID poke. This was before we had it. Here's from Tech Times. COVID-19 microchip implant can now verify your vaccination status. But what else? What what else can it do? Um, so if someone actually thought that the poke itself was going to put a microchip under your skin, you perhaps had never in your life received a vaccine or seen how small that needle is. So I get that. Like, that sounds pretty insane to say, like, it's going to be secretly implanted into you. And then all the people who made jokes about it, like, got my dose. And now I, you know, hope I can pick up Wi-Fi or good. Now my my kids can be tracked or Bagged joking. Me. Yeah, things like that. I, I mean, I get it. Like, if they're just making a joke, fine. You can make a joke. But what's really sad to me is it was pretty obvious that this was moving towards some type of passport uh, that would prevent people from participating in society, a passport that would segregate people. And I think, at least everyone I personally talked to, that's what they were concerned about. It's not the it's not the literal physical chip. Whether it's a chip in your body that can be read and that can keep you out of a restaurant or keep your kid out of school, or whether it's a card that you must show in order to enter a restaurant or a movie theater or in order for your child to enter school, whatever it is, the appalling thing is something that uh, requires you to show your personal medical history and then that they use to segregate you or segregate others. Um, in the same way, I saw um, other people say, like, that's so insane. If you have a smartphone, they're already tracking everything you do. Totally agree. However, my smartphone intentionally does not have any of my personal medical history. I can't even log into my um, you know, medical chart on there intentionally. And so it, it's just like, were these people saying these things purposely trying to make people think this isn't an issue or were they really not understanding that like people's concern isn't just a chip in and of itself. People's concern is segregation based on personal medical choices, uh, being controlled by people in power and, um, yeah, that's the main thing. So, I mean, what what people currently know on our smartphone is different in your personal medical history. Um, and I have never seen someone discriminated against based on the music or listen to or, you know, what they buy at Target with their smartphone. So I just, I don't know. I can't help but wonder, like, did these people really not understand what the concern is? Or were they trying to make people ignore the real concern? I don't know. One of the worst one of the parts about the article that, uh, that I saw on there was at the very last line, the guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm old enough to remember when this used to be the craziest conspiracy mm -hmm. theory ever. And he's like, well, now it's here. Yeah. Like, just totally he's dismissing not, it. Yeah, totally. Dismissing, like, what, what, what the, whole thing, the whole thing was. Right. So it, it, in part of this prediction, it's, it's not only the chip, but there's going to be other technologies associated with it. Mm -hmm. Not just tracking, it's going to be linked to finances. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if this is going to be rolled out 
this year, but I think in Sweden they're already doing this. It just came out, so people are already doing this. They're talking about using it first and foremost to track your uh, status for the poke, mm-hmm. so you can get into restaurants, bars, gyms, schools, wherever. But the technology is going to be already there, and it's going to be developed further, to, so that you're going to need it to go to the grocery to buy something or to do any type of a transaction or purchase, which we all know where the root of that, I don't even want to call it conspiracy theory. It's mm-hmm. just a theory of where humanity has been heading this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's well said. I don't think I have anything else to add. So we've had nine so far now, nine pretty doom and gloom predictions in a way. Any other good ones? Uh, I, I, there's one more we have left, but I okay. just wanted to add, I think 2022 is going to be a difficult year. It's not going to be an apocalyptic year. We're all going to have food. We're all going to be able to have shelter. You know, those of us, you know, who have it already, mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, there definitely are homeless people and people who are suffering, people yeah. who don't have food. But I just mean, like, there's, I don't think there's going to be a supply crisis. I don't think the stock market's going to have this enormous crash. Mm-hmm. I don't think Armageddon's coming in 2022. I just want to make that clear. I just think it's going to be a very difficult year. Mm-hmm. We're not going back to normal anytime soon. Normal is still a thing of the past in a way. And I'm not even quite sure what normal means anymore. And I don't even know if how we were living in 2019 or 2016 or 2010, I don't even think that was normal either. Mm -hmm. So, but we're 2022, it'll be much like 2020, 2021, except more intense. Hmm. It's gonna be more intense and there's more on the line and there's going to be more people who, whose eyes are opened, who are starting to understand what's going on. And there's going to be more people who are going to try to peacefully resist, but at the same time, the whip is going to crack because there's gold on the table, mm-hmm. and they want, they want the pot. They want the ante. They want the final hurrah, the solution. Mm-hmm. And they haven't achieved that yet. And again, they, who's they, that's a different show. <laughs> We're not going to discuss who they is right now. Last one. So, 10th prediction. on a good note. Dun, dun, so, dun. what's going to happen in 2022 that's hopeful or Leona? Let's see. More people will turn to Christ and accept Jesus in their hearts. I do want to say that we absolutely can and always can end on the most positive and hopeful note not just because Christmas is almost here, but Mm -hmm. there is one reason why we always have reason to hope and not worry and even not get worked up like I do. Um, And it is Christ. So that's, I mean, that's truth, I believe, with every fiber of my being. But I like this prediction that even more people will turn to Christ and accept Jesus in their hearts. Um, They're going to be the people that realize what's going on in a way who are frightened and they need to seek answers. And these people who I'm talking about aren't going to be the religious. They're not going to be people who have been lifelong devoted Christians. They are going to be people who were aware of Jesus, uh, but they're going to be all of a sudden turning to Jesus for the first time Hmm. because of what we're living through. But the vast majority of people are not. They're going to head in the other direction 
So it's still a depressing prediction. No. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. So that's why, I mean, if you have Jesus in your hearts, like this is the time to like reach out to people, uh, to teach people, to let them know that they're loved, mm-hmm. that Jesus loves them, and that there's that they're welcome. Uh, there's life after this world. Mm-hmm. That there's there there's eternal life as mm-hmm. a promise to escape damnation. And that all of these battles really have been won. I don't know if these specific battles will be won in our lifetime. We can try because we care about one another, and I think we're called to care for our brothers and sisters currently on Earth, um, and help help to alleviate suffering and help to fight evil, but I, we don't know if these specific battles will be won. So, I, I mean, we can't guarantee, obviously, that that we can hope in that, but we ultimately have hope that all of the battles have been won. Yeah. Um, Jesus didn't die on the cross, at least in my belief, for us to all live cushy lives, mm-hmm. you know, working a cushy job, having all the comforts and materials of life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying those things are necessarily evil, but I think that that what we want to focus on is the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to a simple choice. And the choice is presented in front of you. Mm -hmm. Do you choose the darkness or do you choose the light? Choose Jesus or do you choose, you know, what's the opposite? It's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is evil, but Mm -hmm. there's also the choice that we have on earth. So what is that choice that we're faced with on earth? That's the most difficult one that you need to make. So it's like the comforts or everything that you love in life mm-hmm. or Jesus. Yeah. And I think more people are going to realize that in the midst of oppression and tyranny mm-hmm. and hopelessness, they're going to find that light there. Yeah. And to be clear, I, I at least don't think like, oh, the choice is Jesus or the poke. Like that's not no, what, what that's we're, what we're saying. saying. You you certainly can choose to get that. I think if you are getting it only because you're coerced by an employer and you absolutely otherwise don't want it, that's a problem. Um, it could be though, it could be Jesus or the chip. So, maybe, we'll see, yeah. I mean, it's, oh man, do you think they're gonna start mandating something like that? I mean, that's, that's the prophecy. That's the prophecy. But I don't think that's any time soon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. crazy. In the meantime, pray, love your kids, love your loved ones, grab everyone close, find people who are like-minded that believe in the same things that you do. And yeah, it's a good time to hunker down though. 2022 will be a great time to develop and grow your spirituality, your mm-hmm. faith. And, really and I do think we that. can still have joy and bring joy to others. I think that's, that's such a gift. Yes. And we do, we can ultimately have joy. Yes. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Have a good night.